Welcome to the John Sweet podcast and to my office. I am trying to set up a new studio where there's a lot of things going on here. Um, got this live stream on YouTube, checking out the Facebook aspect of that, and learning this new studio over here as well. Um, the last podcast that I did, um, I was really focused on challenging the opponent and how that loud voice can um, drive our ego-driven um, justification for our behaviors, our self-gratification, and uh, mainly pleasure-seeking out behaviors. Uh, of course, that's what an addict uh, really wants, wants to have fun and have the, the best experience possible. And then all of those experiences get jumbled up into this one big bad picture of things potentially crumbling down. Um, I remember when I was using and partying, I would go out to the bar and have some really great time with my friends. Uh, we'd be at a cool club or we would be um, at somebody's house and then things would start to devolve as the night went on. Um, people would get upset. There'd be maybe anger. There'd be some arguing. There'd be fights. You know, a whole lot of chaos can can happen after that midnight hour. Um, while um, the darkness is uh, a place that we need to recognize and step into and um, allow ourselves to understand that we have both sides. We have the dark and we have the light side. So what I'm going to talk about here today is a little bit um, more in depth of this opponent and kind of try to deconstruct the theory of reactivity. Um, so I think it's important to think about our own reactions and how we respond to external stimuli or external situations and events in our lives. Um, you know, we are really mainly an effect in our own lives and we're not a cause. Um, we are really in essence, more of a reactive type of creature. And it's not in our nature to be proactive. That will take pra uh, practice and, and um, learning more about yourself and the way that you behave and, you know, lots of different given situations. Um, when we do live our lives without focusing on any personal growth or change of our nature of ourself, we are not creating new spiritual levels of existence for ourselves. Um, and again, we're going to focus back on that opponent. And when we allow outside forces to influence our feelings, the either positive or negative influences, we have in essence surrendered our control. And that's what happens when we start um, overindulging in substances, overindulging in alcohol, or food, or anything that brings that sense of euphoria, that state of pleasure in our mind that um, we so relish and enjoy, especially as Americans. We are definitely consumers and um, always looking for the next great adventure and experience. And that in itself, of course, is not anything that's wrong or bad. I want you to have really great adventures and experiences in your life, but to be able to experience those um with your new nature being fully present and not confused or muddled up with substances. So when we keep 
exhibit that egocentric or self-centered type of behaviors. We are not sharing. We are not growing. We are really just getting self-gratification for our ego. And that's where the opponent lives. That's where the opponent thrives. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to deconstruct our theory of reactivity. How do we respond to people, places, situations? Um, So I mentioned that we are an effect and not a cause when we're in our life, um, when we're existing, we're not necessarily an immediate cause to situations around ourselves. We are an effect, a result of those causes. And when we're the result of the causation, we, if we react impulsively, um, we're going to be not so proactive with managing our emotions and our feelings. So that is really important aspect for us to recognize. Um, when a person is using and drinking, they react to situations. You know, they're in a, that reactive state. And as they learn to accept themselves as a sober person, those reactions need to be controlled and managed in a healthier manner. So that means we need to learn different coping skills. How are we going to um, handle a stressor that comes our way? In the past, maybe a a particular stressor would be a trigger to drink, want to go out and party, or we even reward ourselves every week. You know, we work that Monday through Friday event of work, Monday through Friday, and we're, we're looking forward to the weekend where we can unwind and and have a have a good time outside of work and i think that this the work cycle that we're involved in this monday through friday type of existence is really lacking because we don't need to just set a specific day where we can be ourselves and release and have fun we don't need to have that friday we can make every single day um, a really enjoyable and pleasant experience. And that begins in the morning when you set your intentions and your goals for the day to come. Um, so in simplest terms, you know, our body is a vessel and we need to learn to transform this vessel and allow it to transform itself into a, um, from a reactive force to that proactive force. And I think that, um, that transformation is really an ultimate purpose in our life. Um, That's the way we find our way back home to our true nature. Um, That may be the reason for our existence to find our way back home and the path that we decide to take, whatever path you decide to choose, um, it, it needs to be fulfilling. You need to have that endless sense of fulfillment, that joy, that happiness, the, the freedom that comes with that. So that's a spiritual transformation in itself. Um, It comes along with deconstructing our theory of reactivity and being able to put all that together as we transform our lives and step outside of our conditioned responses to stimuli that can trigger us to act out in those maladaptive ways, those dysfunctional behaviors. So, With that said, let's talk a little bit about some of the steps of AA that I know some of you may be going through. 
um, as you work towards your recovery. We talked about accepting that there's a problem. We talked about realizing that there's a higher power that's greater than ourselves. And then we allow God to come into our lives, your spirit, your whatever God you want to um, pay attention to. Um, I myself have many different ways that I, I practice my spirituality. I don't try, I don't limit myself into one single narrow road. I like to branch out. I like to grow. I like to experience a lot of different ideas and philosophies and, and um, keep expanding my, my level of consciousness so I can, so I can reach more um, into the connection of my spirit and realize that I am part of a greater universe and that the, the world that I see with these two eyes is not everything that there is. So that could be a spiritual alternative. You're, you, you know, your step three is totally open to you. Um, it's up to you to decide who your higher power is um, and how you're going to allow that, that force to work within your life. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can come up with your own spiritual big bang as a Kabbalist say. Um, I had my own spiritual big bang when I um, met my wife. Um, I, I learned so much about what it means to be a spiritual person. She's constantly seeking, constantly growing and constantly learning. Um, right now, she's out working in the in the living room, and she has Gaia TV on. So even though she's working, she's still immersing herself in growth aspects. So she doesn't remain stifled and surrounded by you know the stressors of work. It's good to have music on. It's good to have something in the background that that inspires you. Um, I'm always listening to Tool. I listen to a lot of the classic rock. Um, I listen to uh, oh, I've been listening to. Uh, what's his name? Little Nas X. And that's a lot of fun. So uh, I like to go all over the different genres with music. Um, so music is a really important part of my life and how I um, can release, how I can heal, how I can grow and expand my mind. Um, music is the awakening force, I think, for a lot of people. So with our own spiritual Big Bang, um, it's going to take a place in your life at its own specific time. And you may not be ready for it. Um, you may resist it. Um, it's good to have your heart and mind opened. You can do that in the morning when you rise up. You can set your intentions to have an open mind and heart that you're willing to learn. I think the biggest uh, uh, barrier for a lot of people is that they're they're not that willing. We need to set our intentions to be willing and open. So you can do that through meditation, through prayer. Um, doing some positive affirmations to set your intention for that day. Um, so these strategies that you can use are just a couple of suggestions. Uh, please don't think that I have all the answers. These are just some of the things that I found that work for me. Uh, but I think it's important to think about that um, resistance that we've had throughout our lives to, to growth. We get really comfortable in our lives. We get really comfortable in our routines. We get so complacent that before we know it, um, maybe some years have passed by and we wake up and we go, what in the world am I doing with my life? You know, even if you're not using or, you know, you're not in recovery, you're going to have these moments where you're going to reflect and you're going to go, what am I doing? So be open is the bottom line. So I've really got to work on saying so, but that's kind of the way it goes. Um, 
The third step, allowing the spiritual presence to come into your life. Now, the fourth step is really a challenge. That's where a person is going to really do a inventory of their past behaviors. They're going to do an honest reflection on how their actions affected other people. And that's called the moral inventory. And you're going to um, take upon yourself um, a period of reflection, uh, write down the things in your life that may have triggered you um, to want to use the things that upset you, the resentments that you hold back into your heart, um, the, the negative thinking that circles around in your, in your brain, the obsessive thinking, and that, um, that obsessive thinking or the negative thinking is a direct result of behaviors. Um, behaviors that you were not happy with, behaviors that you may have hurt people. So with this moral inventory, you're going to take a look at that and you're going to go real deep and you're going to write down all the different uh, ways that you may have harmed others and yourself. And you're going to share that with your, um, if you're an AA, your sponsor. Uh, if you're not an AA with a, a close friend, um, try to find somebody that can be an unbiased, um, open vessel for you. So they're not judgmental and it's an honest, open conversation focused on growth, focused on letting go and focused on learning to not be as reactive in our lives and break up those um, little pieces and chunks of anger, hurt, resentment, sadness, depression, anxiety, all those uh, negative feelings that came with years of, you know, abusing the body, mind and spirit. So you, you go through this moral inventory, you write it all down, and then you share it with your, your trusted friend. And then the next thing you got to do is you need to actually make amends. And that is a really tough, hard situation to be involved in, to confront people in your life that you may have harmed. Um, but it's so vital that we have these conversations with people that we work on repairing those wounds. Now, the people that you talk to may be open for forgiveness. Some people may not want to hear from you. Some people may hear you out, but they're not really ready to forgive or unwilling to forgive. And all of that is okay. All of it's okay. Whatever way it goes down, you have to accept that that's what it's like in that moment. So go through all that. Work through the moral inventory and make those amends. Now, you're going to have to also look further inside more than just the surface, the outward life that you kind of made a wreckage of. But you, you start looking inside and you really got to learn to forgive yourself. And that comes with loving yourself, um, knowing that, that those behaviors are in the past. And again, that you're willing to make the changes and step forward into your brand new life. So there's a lot of different components to a recovery process, but I think making the amends is really a big integral aspect of your recovery. A lot of people get to this point, they've been sober for maybe 90 days, then they got to do the fourth step and they're afraid. Um, and rightly so, because those fears of, are what has been driving our addictions. So we need to confront those fears. We need to be honest and we need to be ready and willing. So take it upon yourself to jump right in, work on those moral 
um, inventories, uh, look at your character. I don't like to use the word defects because it's, we're not broken. So look at our character um, interest, in, um, intrinsic, <laughs> can't say the word. Look at your, just look at your character. Find out um, what you feel is, is uh, your good quality, your strengths, and any of the weaknesses. Uh, take a look at those and, and start breaking them down. So realizing that we got to, we have to change our reactions to external stimuli, stimuli. We've got to break down our resistance and then we need to become willing to take action and make those changes. There's a lot of different um, recovery programs out there. So I, I advise you to find one that works best for you. Uh, try to not go it alone. Um, that is a dangerous place to be because sometimes you're going into areas that were dark areas in your life. So you want to have a support system there to help you through the, the hard times. And once you get over the hard times, um, you can close those chapters and you can take a step into the next part of your life, which is really enjoying those experiences, really enjoying those moments of your life. And you don't have to be stoned out of your mind. You don't have to be drunk out of your mind to enjoy this and have fun. I've been sober for uh, almost two decades. It's it's crazy. And I have so much fun. Nothing is holding me back from having a good time. Uh, we go hiking. Uh, we travel a lot around the country. Uh, my wife and I like to um, go to places like Hawaii and Mexico. And I'm able to fully experience those and have really intact memories. Whereas before, a lot of the things that I did that were so much fun, I, I really just can't remember anymore. So it's all about remembering who you are, um, knowing who you want to become, and taking the steps and doing the hard work to get there. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. And I know I just did a podcast again the other day. I'm just having so much fun with this and I want to keep going. I want to go, go, go and do a recording every day. So I thank you for joining me. I'm going to figure out the studio so later I can interact with people, maybe in a chat room. Uh, it's hard to do that while I'm talking. Um, I can have um, some guests on the show with this new studio that I'm using. And um, I'm going to upload this to iTunes and check me out. Have a wonderful day. And I hope that um, you find what you're looking for. <laughs>